Um, uh, every year, obviously, at Christmas time, we're reminded of, uh, of why we celebrate uh, the Christmas season. And, and I say this every year because it needs to be said. Uh, there's, you know, like, for example, I said uh, earlier about uh, our great hymn of the faith, uh, you know, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Uh, and uh, inevitably, uh, somebody's like, oh, he said Santa Claus. And I don't believe in Santa, you know, and all that, all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, every year I say this, uh, I'm thankful uh, that, uh, that really the whole world uh, stops to recognize that Jesus came uh, and was born, uh, and He's our Savior. And, and I'm thankful for, for all of that. Uh, and there is, uh, you know, always a danger uh, in the uh, four Christians uh, who, I mean, they love the Lord, uh, but we can become very Pharisaical about things, and uh, and you know, uh, you know, comes uh, different times of the year. We just we just know we're not going to do this. We don't believe in this. And he 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 wasn't born in December. And and uh, if you have a Christmas tree, you're a heathen, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and and here's here's what I want to just uh, exhort you about uh, is that if you are um, not a you know faithful person to church not reading your Bible and praying, not trying to reach people with the gospel, uh, not living out your best life for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, when you say stuff like that to people, um, they don't take it the right way. Uh, you, you've got to be, you know, faithful. You, you come off as being a, ver- a big hypocrite uh, when, uh, when you do those things. And so let's just try to, uh, to look at our own sin uh, and, and just really uh, take an inventory of our own life uh, and uh, especially in times of the year where it's supposed to be about, you know, uh, blessings and gifts and wonderful things and, you know, gingerbread and all the different kinds of wonderful uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, just to, to pull the, you know, the teeth out and the claws out and just blast people because they have Christmas trees and stuff. Uh, my admonition is relax. Uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, and uh, and now, uh, that's not to say I've, I've told Salvation Army Bell people uh, that have, told, have said, Happy Holidays. I said, I'll put money in that pot if you tell me Merry Christmas. And, uh, and they said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I, so I put some money uh, in the pot, you know. And uh, I'm not, I, I, you can do stuff like that. Uh, but let's just not be, you know, uh, take to seed, uh, you know, these times of the year, uh, stuff that, you know, you're just not living for the Lord the th- 364 other days of the year. Uh, and so relax. Everybody okay? Uh, and uh, you don't got to have a Christmas tree. Uh, you know, you might walk into the church and in the, in the foyer there's a tree just, and just turn yourself around and walk out and say, I'm not having any of that. You know, that's all right. Come back in January uh, and uh, it'll be gone and we'll still love you uh, and it'll all be good. Is everybody okay? All right, this first message. I uh, just got to put that out there. Uh, every Christmas, got to do it at Easter, got to do it at Halloween, got to uh, do it all different stuff. We get really mean. Uh, as Christians sometimes, and, and I don't think that it honors uh, the Lord. Uh, Christmas uh, is the message of Jesus. Uh, it is He came, uh, our Savior, God incarnate, uh, came to earth. Uh, and uh, God's plan and, and of redemption, all of that, He's an omniscient God, and, uh, and I'm grateful for, uh, for that we have a Bible that we can see pretty much the entire plan that God had. Uh, and, and we see in the book of Isaiah, uh, him, uh, the Messiah, uh, Christ prophesied 
uh, there as well as in many other places uh, in the book of Isaiah in chapter number 7. We, we find quoted uh, in our New Testament accounts. I want to encourage you to read uh, you know, the book of Luke uh, in Matthew's account uh, and, and just really kind of ruminate uh, on Christmas and what it means. Uh, if, again, we're complete hypocrites, uh, if we check people on, uh, he's the reason for the season, uh, when he's not your reason other days. Uh, so being consistent with all of that is important. But we have uh, in Scripture a grace, gracious invitation that we see in Isaiah chapter number 55. It uh, says this in verse number 1, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. He that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and, ye that, uh, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me, here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies uh, of David. Now, uh, elsewhere in the Bible, uh, in Isaiah, there is a, a verse that says this. It says, Come now, uh, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Uh, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They shall be red like crimson. Uh, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God says, Come now, let us reason together. And I believe that's the Spirit of God. God, God is like us in many ways, but he's not like us in a lot of ways too, obviously, because he is God. And we'll read even later tonight uh, in the message that his thoughts are not our thoughts. And, and by the way, if you're not here tonight, I just want to mention this about those words. It's not necessarily talking about uh, intellectual thoughts over that's an application, uh, but it's in the context of the gospel uh, and uh, in, in redemption and repentance. Uh, and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. They are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And it's in relation to, in its context, uh, forgiveness and repentance and faith uh, that we were going to read about here in just a second. God, God uh, can forgive uh, and does, but we have a hard time doing that uh, as human beings. We, uh, we, uh, we seek vengeance. We, uh, we hold grudges. And we know we shouldn't, but it's just so hard. Uh, and, we, and we excuse the fact that, well, I'm a sinner and, uh, and God understands and God knows that's just something I struggle with. That's my thorn in the flesh. I, I've got bitterness and, and we excuse away our sin. God, God forgives us. We read about that in Isaiah 55 as well as many places in the Bible. We uh, have a hard time doing that. Uh, one of the ways that you can, I guess, spread some Christmas cheer uh, in 2019, it might be just to forgive, uh, even as Christ has forgiven. What, what a wonderful gift uh, that you can give that loved one that you've been hating on uh, for, uh, you know, for decades and just say, you know, I forgive you. Um, that's what God would want us to do. And by the way, it doesn't mean that, uh, that, uh, that you know, uh, they got to be all for you. Can for you can forgive people uh, that don't want your forgiveness. Uh, that is absolutely possible. And I want to encourage you to do that. God can restore. We read about that in this passage. And uh, man cannot do that. Uh, we, can't, we can't restore ourselves. We can't, God cannot allow sin into heaven. Uh, the payment for sin has been made by Jesus Christ. That's the reason He came. We sing it. He came to die. 
he came uh, to a manger and, and all the uh, manger scene stuff that we see and the kids stuff that we programs we put on and we, uh, re- we rehearse in our mind all the wonderful things about the Christmas story. But the bottom line reason that he came was because I'm a wicked, vile sinner and he needed to come, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, to take away Bob Reno's sins. Uh, and, and I'm grateful uh, for all that. God is a restoring God. God can bless, uh, and He does that, hoping for nothing in return. And, uh, and uh, in fact, it says in verse number 1, Come ye, buy, eat, uh, you know, buy uh, wine, milk without money and without price. The, the gift of God is a free gift. Uh, it's uh, a gift that comes entirely by grace. There's nothing that we do uh, that can merit it. Uh, we know that from salvation and because of salvation, we work and we do and we try to serve God. Uh, but that's not how we get to heaven. Uh, this is a gift that God has provided uh, and, uh, and He's provided it in, for many reasons, obviously. Uh, but, uh, but the Scriptures teach us in this passage in verse number 1 about a great thirst. Uh, that's there. And we, we read in John chapter 4, the woman at the well, and uh, in Jesus saying, you know, uh, you drink of this water, speaking of himself, you'll never thirst again. Uh, we have a great spiritual thirst uh, in, uh, in us as human beings because we've been created in God's image. We've been created uh, by him and for him to fellowship with Him, and we're at enmity with God because we've been born with a sin nature because of the consequence uh, of sin. Uh, and we, the Bible says that none seeketh after God, but that is not to, uh, to negate or to minimize the fact that people are searching for something. They're searching for answers. They're, they're spiritually thirsty because innate in them uh, is, uh, is a desire to worship the God who's created them. But they struggle, and then they find, try to find answers in alcohol and drugs and in uh, other types of things. Uh, but uh, but the answer we know is in Jesus Christ. But but do we share that solution uh, to the people we know and care for? Uh, we don't. We you know we're trying to we're trying to fix every social problem that we can think of uh, with with every other means except Jesus. Uh, but nobody is going to take Jesus to them, uh, you know, uh, unless you're, you know, I used to say Pierce County won't take Jesus to them unless you work for Pierce County uh, and, uh, and you share the gospel with people uh, while you're working. It's our job. It's our responsibility. Uh, so as much as we, you know, hey, uh, uh, I, I kind of feel like if you're, if you're working for the Salvation Army uh, and you're ringing a bell, uh, Christmas is fair game as far as a word <laughs> that would come out of your mouth. But we live in such a, a politically correct, insane, crazy time uh, that, uh, that people will lose their minds when you say Merry Christmas. And they have no idea that Jesus Christ is the best friend that they could ever have. Oh, uh, uh, alas, uh, as, as Isaiah builds the case of a holy, righteous God who uh, is sending, uh, uh, is coming to us uh, on this earth, uh, Messiah, uh, he says, uh, every one of you that thirst, uh, come uh, and, uh, and to the waters, uh, and he that hath no money, uh, come ye buy and eat, yea, come and buy my, uh, uh, wine and milk without money and price. Uh, and says that if we incline our ear and come unto Him, uh, that our soul shall live. And, and Jesus, uh, elsewhere, God uh, says uh, that to come now and let us reason together. That's the spirit 
uh, of God in salvation. He says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, he wants you to be saved if you're here today uh, and you're not saved. Uh, we say, what does that mean, saved? It means born again. Uh, it means uh, you've, been, you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You've realized that without Him, you're a sinner on your way to hell and that you need the free gift of salvation that has been provided uh, in Jesus, His sacrificial uh, um, blood on the cross of Calvary. Uh, and, and God wants that. And, and I want to kind of make as my main point two things uh, that we're going to read about, which is going to bring us, if you'll turn there to John chapter number, or excuse me, Luke uh, chapter number 14. I just want to read a story, and there's a perspective that I want you to have because as we read our text uh, at the beginning of the service, uh, there's some language uh, in the gospel message that we find in the book of Isaiah uh, that, is, uh, that makes me... Uh, uncomfortable. Uh, it makes me uh, um, have uh, anxiety about uh, the people that I love and care for that, that don't know Jesus as their Savior. Um, uh, here's, some, here's some news. Um, everybody's not going to the same place, and everybody's not going there different ways. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and, and it's through Him uh, and through what God has provided for us in His Word. It's not about churches and, uh, and, and you know, what they say. And what, it's, here's what God says uh, about salvation. And He gives us a story uh, in Luke chapter number 4, uh, and I want to kind of key in on one thought. Verse number 16, the Bible says, Then He said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many... And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. Then said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another man said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. That's what I used to tell my friends when they asked me to uh, play basketball with them at church on Sunday nights. I said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Uh, and, uh, and say, so they, I, I didn't really actually do that. Uh, so the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly unto the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said, Go up the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Now, it will stop there. This is a, a, a parable uh, teaching us some very important things about, uh, about God, about His invitation, uh, about this supper, uh, and how that God uh, invited people and they, with these excuses, the three that are laid out there, uh, refuse the invitation. Uh, and then, then the master uh, rescinded that uh, and extended the invitation to other people. Are you with me? Uh, that's, uh, and we, we, from a doctrinal standpoint, we might talk about making application to him. Uh, uh, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, that was the Israel, uh, and, and through his plan, as they rejected him as the Messiah, salvation is extended to uh, the Gentiles, and, uh, and we make an application there. But one of the things we forget, uh, or we, we don't like to, to see or admit as to being there, uh, is the fact that when people make excuse not to, uh, 
uh, when they shirk uh, the invitation, uh, then, then they're just, they're not going. Uh, and there's a belief uh, which is founded in Scripture. I don't think, one, there's, there's no sin uh, that, that you really uh, can commit that God won't forgive you of. Uh, and uh, it, with the exception of what is called the unpardonable sin in the Bible, uh, some people believe that to be if you die without Christ, that's the unpardonable sin. Uh, there are uh, those that believe, myself included, uh, that there are sins called like the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that there is no forgiveness in this world or the next. Uh, and uh, there are people uh, that I believe scripturally have rejected Christ, have mocked God and the Holy Spirit to such an extent uh, that I feel like they've, like they've sinned away uh, their day of grace and have committed the unpardonable sin, something that can't be forgiven in this world or forgiven in the next uh, and so people may differ, and, and since we don't know if somebody has done that, it's our responsibility to share the gospel with every single uh, person. And by the way, I've had people call this church uh, and want to talk to me on the phone and say, Pastor, i got some questions. you have some time? Sure. Uh, and they'll say, they say, I think, I've, I, I, think I may have committed the, un, the, uh, the unpardonable sin. And I say, I've got good news for you. They say, well, what's that? I says, if you're under conviction for it, you probably haven't done it. All right, and, uh, and to encourage them that they probably haven't. And, uh, and godly sorrow leads us to repentance. And I'm thankful for those phone calls because they could have called somebody else that wouldn't answer the phone or uh, whatever, and, uh, but we get to help them and share the gospel with. So if you can just think for a moment, that parable uh, and that story in the text that we read, which we're going to read again here in just a second, in Isaiah 55, uh, God uh, is uh, inviting uh, and, and there are people who are saying no. Uh, they're given an excuse. They're not going to come. Uh, the master goes out and extends it uh, to other people. The scriptures teach us that the Holy Spirit of God will not always strive with men. Uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, with a, a story of uh, someone uh, sitting next to a pool for, for years and years and years. Uh, and uh, waiting uh, and, uh, until, uh, but the waters needed to be stirred. We believe that the Holy Spirit draws uh, someone to salvation. Uh, there's uh, story after story. Now, jump back with me to Isaiah chapter number 55. And again, I want you to think about uh, two things. Uh, the time for seeking the Lord uh, is not fixed by your convenience. Let me say that again. The time for seeking the Lord is not fixed by your convenience. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, I don't believe uh, that a person just can get saved any time that they want to. Uh, the Holy Spirit's got to lead them to repentance. Uh, and, uh, and there's a work of the Holy Spirit of God in that. So uh, you've been around people. Uh, hopefully, if you've tried to witness to people, they say stuff like this. They say, I'm not ready right now. And uh, uh, I'll get saved later. Or, or uh, I want to, I've got this plan, this is my agenda. Uh, and so I've been from the whole spectrum, from little children uh, to, to aged uh, people uh, on their deathbed. I've shared the gospel with the whole, the whole realm. And I've gotten all kinds of excuses as to why uh, they wouldn't get saved. Um, but it's not, the timing's not up to you. Um, uh, you remember uh, Agrippa, uh, who said this fateful uh, uh, thing, uh, almost persuadest thou me to be a Christian. Almost. 
there have been people in my life who they have, didn't say that, uh, but uh, in, you know, they say, oh, you, you give a good argument. Oh, I see that's in the Bible. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I just don't, uh, I'm just not ready for it. Uh, and and, and I, 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 if I love them, I'm like, well, please, you know, pray, you know, consider it, think about it. Uh, not that I'm trying to trick them or uh, you just pray this prayer, you know me. Uh, I'm not a one, two, three, pray after me. But here's the gospel and you need to get saved. You can't go to heaven uh, uh, any other way except through Jesus Christ. And so I'll plead with them. Uh, The Bible says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That's our responsibility. Uh, But uh, your uh, seeking Him is not fixed by your own convenience. Uh, The second thing, and the second main point, uh, is that the time for seeking is fixed by God's invitation. That's when you get saved, when God invites you. uh, and, uh, and, uh, And He lays out for us Uh, Many places in the Bible, uh, more particular things about that. But let's go uh, back into our text in Isaiah chapter number 55. And I want to read verses 6 and 7 again. The Bible says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly uh, pardon. Uh, I think about this as a glorious proclamation. Uh, a, a gracious invitation uh, for us to come, uh, to come now. Uh, come and, and drink, come and eat, uh, the Bible says. Uh, it says, choose ye this day whom you may serve. There's an urgency uh, that's laid upon us in Scripture, uh, and we don't know. You realize that when, when you leave here, you, the, I've been at places where people have died in the services. Just like that, heart attack, uh, Calvary Baptist Church, uh, in uh, Tremont, Illinois, while, while we were there at Bible College. And uh, you have no promise the next minute, uh, let alone the next day or week or month. Uh, we, we don't know uh, what exactly uh, is going to take place. And uh, so there's an urgency, or there should be in our life, uh, as, as lost uh, or even as saved, uh, that we have no promise for tomorrow. We're not to boast, the Bible says, uh, for that. A gracious invitation, but a, uh, a, uh, a, an admonition to, to choose uh, today. Uh, the Bible says in our text, it says several things, that He, the Lord, may be found. Uh, it says that He is near. Uh, it says that He will have mercy. Uh, it says that He will abundantly pardon. Uh, God is ready to save sinners. Uh, he, uh, as a, you know, um, he is not willing then he should perish. He loves us. He commendeth his love towards us in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. We're at enmity with God and he loves us so much. God so loved the world. We can't get away from that in the Bible. God, God loves sinners and he wants to save uh, sinners. So there's a gracious proclamation that he, he may be found. He is near uh, and he will have mercy. But there's also an earnest call uh, that's laid out for us in these verses. It says to seek the Lord. And that call is a practical call. It implies that a sinner must not lie still uh, and wait for some impulse, uh, to wait for some unexperienced thing. Uh, When somebody says, I'm not ready to be saved, I want to ask them, what do you mean you're not ready to be saved? Do you believe uh, that Jesus uh, is God in the flesh? Yes, I believe that. Do you believe that you're a sinner? Yes, I'm a sinner. I'm a wicked sinner. I've had people just weep over the fact of just the, the, the pastorina. You have no idea. 
how wicked and vile of a sinner I am. You're a sinner. Yes, I acknowledge that. I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. And you realize that Jesus shed his blood and, and made its home and he paid. He's your substitute. He realized that, uh, that he has done that. I do. I, I read that with you in the scripture and I believe that. I believe Jesus is God. Uh, I believe he provided for my salvation. I believe I'm a sinner and that I need to be saved, but I'm just not ready. And, uh, and why that is scary to me is because uh, I just, I'm concerned that they're, they're under conviction and they're not, they're not following the Lord as the Holy Spirit of God is inviting them. And if they think at some point and some other day, uh, they're going to get that invitation again. Uh, and and it's, just not, it's just not a sure thing. You just don't know. So they say, well, I'm not ready. Uh, and it's, again, it's not to sell them uh, on, uh, you know, all these different things, uh, but there's an urgency uh, that God, God will, uh, He is near, He'll have mercy and He will abundantly pardon. Uh, but but it's, it's, this is what you've got to do. You say, what do you got to do? Well, it says, seek the Lord while He may be found uh, in, and call upon Him while He is near. And notice what it says, is let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. This is all uh, forsaking and returning. This is repentance, both sides of that. It's, God, I've, uh, I've got wickedness in my life. I, I forsake my way. Uh, I forsake uh, my wicked thoughts and my unrighteous thoughts, and I'm, and I'm coming to you. Jesus, save me. And the Bible says that we do that. He'll have mercy upon us and that he will abundantly pardon. A sinner, this is very practical. It's very plain. Repentance, abandonment of sin and prayer. And it's essential. But there's a solemn admonition in this passage of Scripture when the Bible says, while he may be found and while he is near. It's clearly... Uh, a monition. Uh, it indicates that there's a limit uh, beyond which the opportunity is not extended. We read about that in, in, uh, in Luke. Uh, there could be a point uh, where, where God knocks on your heart door and knocks on your heart door and you say no and no uh, and not right now and one day, uh, one day I just want to, I just want to sow my wild oats and I, I, I just want to live my life and then one day I'm going to give my life to Jesus. But you know what kind of stuff happens between now and then? Car wrecks and brain injuries, encephalitis. Uh, you get bit by a mosquito. Uh, and uh, as you're camping in Minnesota and you get some type of uh, blood disease uh, that ruins your mind. Now, I, I believe that God is a gracious God. And we talk about, uh, about people who are, who are safe. Uh, and uh, and uh, children who who have no knowledge of their sin, uh, or some, uh, I believe, you know, young man, uh, young woman who's born with uh, with uh, with Down syndrome, and they and they don't understand the gospel message. I believe God in His grace, and people are safe. Uh, but if you said no to God, and no to God, and no to God, and get in a motorcycle accident, and now you can't process stuff in things, that's what I worry about with people. You don't know. One day you're just going, just one day you're going through life and then someone shoots up a Walmart and you're off into eternity. You just, you just had your list and you're going through your list and you're going to get your stuff and you're going to go home uh, and you've said no to God and no to God and no to God uh, and there's a part where uh, you're going to miss out. You die without Christ. It's over. Seek Him while He may be found. Uh, and, and seek Him 
while he is near. Call ye upon him while he is near. We'll, we could go through a bunch of scenarios, but the bottom line is this. Right now, you are hearing a gospel message. In this very moment, uh, you're probably nearer uh, to Christ and nearer to the gospel message in in seeking and finding uh, than you have been at any other point perhaps in your life. As the gospel is presented, as the truth of God's word and the gift of salvation is presented and the Holy Spirit of God nudges you and in your spirit, you know. You just ask God, God, am I saved? In your spirit, God says, no, you're not saved. You're not my child. Uh, that you've never, you've never forsaken your way in, in your unrighteous thoughts. You've never returned unto the Lord. There's not been a point where you, you said, I'm a, I'm a sinner and you've asked me to save you. No, if you were to die today, heaven would not be your home. Hell is your home. And for you to stand at the end an invitation and then to walk away from here, uh, not taking care of that, is probably the most dangerous thing you could do. If the Holy Spirit's drawn you, If the Holy Spirit's not drawing you, uh, then you can't get saved today. But if the Holy Spirit of God is saying, yes, you need that. You need me. You need uh, need my uh, my shed blood. Uh, Your sins are like scarlet. Uh, Your sins are crimson. Uh, You're in a miry clay. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. And you've never been born again. You've trusted in religion. You've trusted in a church. You've trusted in your good works. Uh, You've trusted in everything except for my shed blood. So my challenge for you today specifically is to call on Him when He is near. Why? Because God will have mercy upon you and God will abundantly pardon you. And because God loves you and He's placed you in a position to where you can hear a clear gospel message, I just don't, happen, I just don't believe in you know, um, happenstance, in coincidence. I just don't. I believe God works in the affairs of men. Uh, I believe that, uh, that God in His sovereignty, I think God knows that one, at, uh, on this day uh, in December in 2019 that you'd be sitting right in that seat and, uh, and the Holy Spirit of God worked to give you, a. here's what the Bible says, repent and return. Forsaken return, both sides of the coin of re, uh, a gracious invitation, a generous provision, abundant and free, and then expectation uh, that if we turn from our sin and ask God to save us, uh, that He will give us mercy and abundant pardon. Um, there have been a lot of people uh, that I've known in my life uh, who um, just said no, uh, no, no, no. One's my dad, uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's hard to run from God when you have a preacher in your family. And so I'd witness to him and, and uh, share the gospel. I don't think he got saved. I think he's in hell today. Um, I hope not. Uh, but he said no and no and no. Uh, I've, I've, I've got people in my own family um, who, uh, who more than likely have blasphemed the Holy Ghost they mock God. They mock the Holy Spirit. You've seen it. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes in these uh, uh, activist things and stuff and people just burning Jesus in effigy and, uh, and all this crazy stuff. And, uh, and uh, Jesus comes back today, I'd kill him again. That kind of nonsense will send you on a path straight to hell. And uh, 
I know people like that. So if you're here and uh, you haven't committed the unpardonable sin, if that's the definition of it, then call on him while he's near. Seek him while he may be found. And because uh, that's why that's why we have Christmas. Um, you're going to invite people to come to a cantata or a children's program or whatever. And uh, we don't do that because we don't have nothing else better to do. We do that so that someone can be under the gospel and hear the message of the good news and be saved and call on him and have, that, and have an opportunity, a chance. Sometimes they, they've, never even, they've never even heard the gospel. We, we talked to uh, or heard Brother Haley, I think it was the other day, uh, give us an illustration or somebody uh, of, uh, of uh, someone at a uh, tourist thing where you have all kinds of people coming all the time to a religious site. Maybe it wasn't Brother Haley. Uh, was it him? And, uh, and then, you know, and so he shared the gospel with some, to a man uh, where probably thousands and thousands of pastors and believers had, had been right there and nobody ever shared the gospel with him. So it's the most important decision that God will abundantly, mercifully save a sinner who forsakes their sins and turns to God. Uh, and, uh, but uh, that's where you are right now, clear as day, near him, where he may be found. And, and, and I have no, I, 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 for you to just walk away lost uh, is um, terrible. Uh, and, and I hope that uh, today's not the, the last time that God knocks on your heart door. Heart's door. I hope. I hope that. Uh, I hope that you make it till tomorrow. I. I, I hope that uh, that you don't have some uh, some cell uh, in your body that's turning to cancer, uh, and all of a sudden you just uh, at some point you slip off into eternity because you had a heart attack or whatever the case may be, uh, and uh, and for us to stand before God uh, and and to give an account. Uh, and he said, I've, I, I invited you. And you said, no. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. And cast off into hell. Uh, and when you've had time and time again, uh, I'm probably not the first person that has, has presented the gospel to you if you live in America. And, and so how many times has it been? How many times have you made excuse? How many times have you said no? There's not a person in this room that's worth dying and going to hell over. Uh, when the invitation comes, if you're not saved, I would just simply slip out, come to the front. Somebody can take a Bible and show you uh, how that you can know the Lord is your personal Savior and pray with you and help, help you. Uh, because if the God is drawing you, um, you've got to respond to Him. And, uh, and you ought to be thankful. You say, you're making me feel bad. Um, am I? And that could be the Holy Spirit uh, helping you to realize that you need Him today. And so I hope and pray, and I hope that everyone here that's here that is saved um, sees the urgency uh, that's laid upon us in Scripture and, and the fact clearly in God's Word that we have no promise for tomorrow 
And from that sense of urgency, you share the gospel with people that you know and care for. You're here today, uh, and, uh, and there's nobody more important to me in this moment, in this time, in preaching to you than you are to me. Uh, and I'm saying, call on him while he is near. Seek him while he may be found. That's right now. Uh, don't leave here lost. Let's all stand with our, our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And